Elihu continues to deliver his speech to Job and to Job's friends. It's Job chapters 34 through 37 and Isaiah chapter 32, here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. As the young man named Elihu continues to present a case against Job and his friends, he confronts the audacious claim that a man gains nothing from friendship with God. Moreover, the God who created all things is accountable to no one. In other words, he doesn't owe anything to anyone. Therefore, nobody can say that he is unfair or unjust. The God who made all things also sees all things, knows all things, and will rightly judge all things. Man with his limitations cannot know or understand these things, and therefore cannot claim to be a better authority than a sovereign God. Job chapters 34 through 37. Then Elihu continued, saying, Hear my words, you wise ones, and listen to me, you knowledgeable ones. Doesn't the ear test words as the palate tastes food? Let us judge for ourselves what is right. Let us decide together what is good. For Job has declared, I am righteous, yet God has deprived me of justice. Would I lie about my case? My wound is incurable, though I am without transgression. What man is like Job? He drinks derision like water. He keeps company with evildoers and walks with wicked men. For he has said, A man gains nothing when he becomes God's friend. Therefore listen to me, you men of understanding. It is impossible For God to do wrong, and for the Almighty to act unjustly. For he repays a person according to his deeds, and he gives him what his conduct deserves. Indeed, it is true that God does not act wickedly, and the Almighty does not pervert justice. Who gave him authority over the earth? Who put him in charge of the entire world? If he put his mind to it and withdrew the spirit and breath he gave, every living thing would perish together and mankind would return to the dust. If you have understanding, hear this. Listen to what I have to say. Could one who hates justice govern the world? Will you condemn the mighty righteous one who says to a king, worthless man, and to nobles, wicked men. God is not partial to princes and does not favor the rich over the poor, for they are all the work of his hands. They die suddenly in the middle of the night. People shudder, then pass away. Even the mighty are removed without effort. For his eyes watch over a man's ways, and he observes all his steps. There is no darkness, no deep darkness where evildoers can hide. God does not need to examine a person further, that one should approach him in court. 
He shatters the mighty without an investigation and sets others in their place. Therefore he recognizes their deeds and overthrows them by night, and they are crushed. In full view of the public, he strikes them for their wickedness, because they turned aside from following him and did not understand any of his ways, but caused the poor to cry out to him, and he heard the outcry of the needy. But when God is silent, who can declare him guilty? When he hides his face, who can see him? Yet he watches over both individuals and nations, so that godless men should not rule or ensnare the people. Suppose someone says to God, I have endured my punishment. I will no longer act wickedly. Teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, I won't do it again. Should God repay you on your terms when you have rejected His? You must choose, not I. So declare what you know. Reasonable men will say to me, along with the wise who hear me, Job speaks without knowledge. His words are without insight. If only Job were tested to the limit, because his answers are like those of wicked men. For he adds rebellion to his sin. He scornfully claps in our presence while multiplying his words against God. Then Elihu continued, saying, Do you think it is just when you say, I am righteous before God? For you ask, What does it profit you, and what benefit comes to me if I do not sin? I will answer you and your friends with you. Look at the heavens and see. Gaze at the clouds high above you. If you sin, does it affect God? If you multiply your transgressions, what does it do to Him? If you are righteous, what do you give Him, and what does He receive from your hand? Your wickedness affects a person like yourself, and your righteousness a son of man. People cry out because of severe oppression. They shout for help because of the power of the mighty. But no one asks, Where is God my Maker, who provides us with songs in the night, who gives us more understanding than the animals of the earth, and makes us wiser than the birds of the sky? There they cry out, but he does not answer because of the pride of evil people. Indeed, God does not listen to empty cries, and the Almighty does not take note of it. How much less when you complain that you do not see Him, that your case is before Him and you are waiting for Him. But now because God's anger does not punish, and He does not pay attention to transgression, Job opens his mouth in vain and multiplies words without knowledge. Psalm 
Then Elihu continued, saying, Be patient with me a little longer, and I will inform you, for there is still more to be said on God's behalf. I will get my knowledge from a distant place and ascribe justice to my Maker. Indeed, my words are not false. One who has complete knowledge is with you. Yes, God is is mighty, but he despises no one. He understands all things. He does not keep the wicked alive, but he gives justice to the oppressed. He does not withdraw his gaze from the righteous, but he seats them forever with enthroned kings, and they are exalted. If people are bound with chains and trapped by the cords of affliction, God tells them what they have done and how arrogantly they have transgressed. He opens their ears to correction and tells them to repent from iniquity. If they listen and serve Him, they will end their days in prosperity and their years in happiness. But if they do not listen, they will cross the river of death and die without knowledge. Those who have a godless heart harbor anger. Even when God binds them, they do not cry for help. They die in their youth. Their life ends among male cult prostitutes. God rescues the afflicted by their affliction. He instructs them by their torment. Indeed, he lured you from the jaws of distress to a spacious and unconfined place. Your table was spread with choice food. Yet now you are obsessed with the judgment due the wicked. Judgment and justice have seized you. Be careful that no one lures you with riches. Do not let a large ransom lead you astray. Can your wealth or all your physical exertion keep you from distress? Do not long for the night when nations will disappear from their places. Be careful that you do not turn to iniquity, for that is why you have been tested by affliction. Look, God shows himself exalted by his power. Who is a teacher like him? 
who has appointed his way for him, and who has declared, You have done wrong. Remember that you should praise his work, which people have sung about. All mankind has seen it. People have looked at it from a distance. Yes, God is exalted beyond our knowledge. The number of his years cannot be counted, for he makes water drops evaporate. They distill the rain into its mist, which the clouds pour out and shower abundantly on mankind. Can anyone understand how the clouds spread out, or how the thunder roars from God's pavilion? See how he spreads his lightning around him and covers the depths of the sea. For he judges the nations with these. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with lightning and commands it to hit its mark. The thunder declares his presence. The cattle also, the approaching storm. My heart pounds at this and leaps from my chest. Just listen to his thunderous voice and the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He lets loose beneath the entire sky his lightning to the ends of the earth. Then there comes a roaring sound. God thunders with his majestic voice. He does not restrain the lightning when his rumbling voice is heard. God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. For he says to the snow, fall to the earth. And the torrential rains, his mighty torrential rains, serve as his sign to all mankind, so that all men may know his work. The wild animals enter their lairs and stay in their dens. The windstorm comes from its chamber and the cold from the driving north winds. Ice is formed by the breath of God and watery expanses are frozen. He saturates clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. They swirl about, turning round and round at his direction, accomplishing everything he commands them over the surface of the inhabited world. He causes this to happen for punishment, for his land, or for his faithful love. Listen to this, Job. Stop and consider God's wonders. Do you know how God directs his clouds or makes their lightning flash? Do you understand how the clouds float, those wonderful works of him who has perfect knowledge? You whose clothes get hot when the south wind brings calm to the land. Can you help God spread out the skies as hard as a cast metal mirror? Teach us what we should say to him. We cannot prepare our case because of our darkness. Should he be told that I want to speak? 
Can a man speak when he is confused? Now, no one can even look at the sun after a wind has swept through and cleared the sky. Out of the north, he comes shrouded in a golden glow. Awesome majesty surrounds him. The Almighty, we cannot reach him. He is exalted in power. He will not violate justice and abundant righteousness. Therefore, men fear him. He does not look favorably on any who are wise in heart. Isaiah chapter 32 Indeed, a king will reign righteously, and rulers will rule justly. Each will be like a shelter from the wind, a refuge from the rain, like flowing streams in a dry land, and the shade of a massive rock in an arid land. Then the eyes of those who see will not be closed, and the ears of those who hear will listen. The reckless mind will gain knowledge, and the stammering tongue will speak clearly and fluently. A fool will no longer be called a noble, nor a scoundrel said to be important. For a fool speaks foolishness, and his mind plots iniquity. He lives in a godless way and speaks falsely about the Lord. He leaves the hungry empty and deprives the thirsty of drink. The scoundrel's weapons are destructive. He hatches plots to destroy the needy with lies, even when the poor person says what is right. But a noble person plans noble things. He stands up for noble causes. Stand up, you complacent women. Listen to me. Pay attention to what I say, you overconfident daughters. In a little more than a year, you overconfident ones will shudder. For the grapes will fail, and the harvest will not come. Shudder, you complacent ones. Tremble, you overconfident ones. Strip yourselves bare and put sackcloth around your waists. Beat your breasts in mourning for the delightful fields and the fruitful vines, for the ground of my people growing thorns and briars. Indeed, for every joyous house in the jubilant city. For the palace will be deserted. The busy city abandoned. The hill and the watchtower will become barren places forever. The joy of wild donkeys and a pasture for flocks, until the Spirit from on high is poured out on us. Then the desert will become an orchard, and the orchard will seem like a forest. Then justice will inhabit the wilderness and righteousness will dwell in the orchard. The result of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness 
will be quiet confidence forever. Then my people will dwell in a peaceful place, in safe and secure dwellings. But hail will level the forest, and the city will sink into the depths. You will be happy as you sow seed beside abundant water, and as you let oxen and donkeys range freely. Some of you know this, some of you don't, but I am a full-time pastor, and the church that I work for is able to provide for me, so when I ask for donations for the podcast, I'm not asking for money for myself, I'm actually asking you to help me to produce this and to make it thrive. The money that you donate usually goes to software or hardware items that help me produce the show, as well as advertising to help get the word out so that other people can hear that this podcast exists. If you want to chip in, go to patreon.com slash commuterbible. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Pridgen, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. 